The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. It's a it's a national league game. Um, it's Cork versus Kilkenny, a big game, and like in these games, a small decision can make a big difference. So there should be lines, people. That's not good enough. Kilkenny just didn't have that day, and it probably showed that you had six or seven new inexperienced players there, and that shows. The Camogie Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Welcome along to episode 6 of the Camogie Show with the Liberty Insurance. This week on the show we have of course post-match analysis from the weekend's Littlewoods Ireland National League games. Also we're going to hear from Cork's Amy O'Connor after Cork's win yesterday along with Paulie Murray. In studio joining me again this week is Neve Mulcahy and Aoife Sheehan. There you go Aoife. Just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Happy International Women's Day yesterday. I'm sure you were spoiled rotten yesterday ladies were you? Oh, the same as every other day. <laughs> Spoiled rotten, not. Nothing nice for it. No, nothing to mark the big occasion. Anyway, though. what about you, Neve? I had a really enjoyable day now in in LIT watching the Limerick Dublin game. So. I had a good day. Good, good. That's what you did first. All right. And no one treated me to anything anyway. So we're going to take a look back at last weekend's the Littlewood Ireland National League Division 1. On Saturday, first of all, we have retreated to Waterford and Clare 2-11 to 1-11. I know some of the Gaultier girls were back and they were delighted to be back by the looks of things. Yeah, a good win for Waterford. Um, I think Clare will be disappointed, you know, to lose at home. And I think we had a bit of controversy as well. Um, I was not the game, but looking on Twitter that uh, Claire scored a goal just as the referee had, had blown up for an injury. So they'll be disappointed over that. But look, Claire is still in with a shout. I think Watford are technically still in it as well. But Claire at that last game against Cork, you know, that that could decide the group. So they'll be disappointed not to get the win there. But um, they've had a good campaign so far and will look forward, you know, get the heads down and look forward to that Cork game. It was something Washford needed, Aoife, they needed that win. Yeah, I think so. And I think it was a bit unexpected. Clare having done, I suppose, so well against Kilkenny in the previous round. Um, you know, Waterford with a few of their girls here, girls back, as Neve has mentioned. Um, but Beth Carlton, I think, stepped up again. She got 1-9. Um, um, so, yeah, just a really big win for them. And yeah, they're still, you know, knocking around. Yeah, it's dangerous relying on the one player always to play or to be scoring, Neve. It is, yeah, but look, in fairness, um, sure, bet sensational, like, so. Yeah. Um, but look, Waterford have brilliant players all over the field, you know, and I suppose it's just she happens to be finishing a lot of the moves, but there's there's a lot of hard work that goes in out the field, you know, to create her chances, and um, I'm sure if Bet wasn't there, there'd be others stepping up to the mark and, and hitting freeze as well, and, and maybe, you know, producing more and, and getting more scores, but um, so long as she's there, I suppose... Watford will be happy enough um, regardless of who scores you know they won't really care so as long as Bet's there and she's hitting them True. You know, if she wasn't there I think it would be someone else so Okay, also we were treated to three games yesterday in the Littlewoods Ireland Camogie League Division 1 Group 1 first of all it was Cork 2-17 Kilkenny 9 points was involved in the stream in Cork the weather was absolutely horrendous we went through a few seasons it was sunny it was hailstones at one stage I found myself roaring into the microphone probably deafening half of the people in Ireland listening but Aoife are you watching this game you think Cork were too good for Kilkenny? Yeah, I just think they were just cute. Um, they had, you know, they worked the ball really, really well, especially out of defence. And um, I think Amy O'Connor, especially, she just took on the ball and she was flying through. She ripped through the Kilkenny defence a few times. Um, and I think it was noted even in your commentary when Kellyanne Doyle went off for Kilkenny that things started to go a bit pear-shaped for them. I mean, they're still testing new players and it's still kind of a work in progress for them. Um, I know they had Grace back maybe... Um, 
yesterday whatever but they just it's hard for them I suppose look they're trying to blood new players in but then you're coming up against Cork who have a few new players in as well but um, no Cork definitely you'd be looking at them to be there thereabouts again in September just judging from kind of the hunger they had yesterday I think which is um which is huge, like coming from a county like Cork, that are used to success, but they can still kind of produce those kind of games. Um, which yeah, it was it was a good win for them. Lots of positives that they can take from it, Neve. Yeah, and I think maybe what people are forgetting is that Cork went through cha- the championship last year, you know, unbeaten until the semi final, and even at that, they only lost to Galway by a point. You know, who went on and won the All Ireland. So, um, there's definitely no demise there in that Cork team. You know, there's a few new players coming in, but. You know, they've, they've been on the panel probably a couple of years and maybe getting more game time now, but they're used to the Cork system and, you know, with Liam Cronin in as a coach as well, um, I'm looking forward to seeing in the summer, you know, if, if anything kind of tactics-wise has changed, you know, or what he brings to the table. But at the moment, they're absolutely flying and, you know, you might have been worried that they hadn't had a game in a couple of weeks, you know, that um, Kilkenny have had even a couple of games since, but... Look, they were they were flying it, and uh, Kilkenny had no answer for them. What do you think happened for Kilkenny? You know, you mentioned it was Kellyanne that went off, and they seemed to have just lose their structure a small bit. Um, Elaine Aylward was speaking yesterday. We'll hear from her just a little bit, and she said that Brian Downey is he blooding too many players at once? You know, should he be given? Is he maybe he's no option but to throw them on? Yeah, maybe he's missing, um, you know, the old heads really for, you know, the or whatever the, the proper saying is that um, it is very hard for young players to come in because they're inexperienced. I mean, if you're coming up against the likes of, just say, Ashling Thompson now yesterday, like Ashling has all the tricks and of the trade, like, you know, and she knows how to win the dirty ball or whatever. So for a young player, that can be very intimidating, first of all, coming up against more established players. And then you just don't know what to do with the ball sometimes. I mean, you could be thinking you're hitting in a great ball, but without looking up and delivering the, the right ball in the right way to your forwards they could get killed and then it's it's complete overlap and it's um that's what I think really hurt Kilkenny yesterday just the wrong kind of delivery of ball and then Cork were on the overlap were able to just get three players on the run and you know that was it then they they just couldn't deal with them especially on the forwards I don't think though there'll be any major concern I mean Brian isn't you know he's coming in he's looking to win the All-Ireland in September I don't think league would have been you know, top of his ambitions at all. You know, obviously it's it's nice to win all the competitions you're in, but um, I think in Camogie, the way the league is so early, you've absolutely horrible conditions. You've you've really two separate seasons in, within the one intercounty season. You know, with the league and championship, and I know from playing last year, we played close to a full strength Kilkenny team in the last round of the league inside in the Gaelic grounds, and maybe lost well, lost by a point. We met the same team in our final group game in the summer and they absolutely hockeyed us. You know, so while the scoreline doesn't look good for them, you know, and, and so far maybe their their league hasn't been great. Like, you know, he's blooding players. If if they come good in the summer for him, like I, I, I don't think anyone would be too concerned. You know, I think sometimes in Camogie, the, we, we get kind of, there's a bit too much talk about big wins over counties and the same too much is made of, of losses and I don't think they'll be they'll be too concerned. Yeah, maybe that's what'll happen. I'm sure that's what Brian's thinking of. Now yesterday after the game, of course, after Cork's win, I caught up with Amy O'Connor. Amy, congratulations, what a win here in Parky Ring. Yeah, we're delighted to get the win. Obviously we knew Kilkenny would be a tough test, but um all we wanted to do was get the, the couple of points on the board so we're happy with the win today. 
I know in the first half he completely outplayed Kilkenny, but in the second half they did come out and give you that fight. Yeah, they did come out and give us that fight. And like to be honest, we always expected that. We said that at half time that we knew that they'd come back and kind of throw everything at us in the second half because we did take um, a bit of a lead. They did get back into the game, um, but we got a couple of goals and I think that settled us again. What's it like having new players, having the opportunity to get in the team? You know, there's another girl getting her first debut today. That's also nice. I know she has support around her of experienced players, but it's good to get blood players in the league. It's definitely good, Jan. Like I, I know Paddy Murray has been known for that in the, the last few years, kind of bloods players in the league and like he'll always give people a fair chance so it's great and it's great to see new young players like we've a couple of players that are only 18 it's kind of unusual for the older players um, but they're only 18, 19 still in school and they kind of they bring that bit of extra competition and it's great for the people that are there all the time who has known as safe on the team so it's a great way to be Yeah I think he said the average age is 23 which is extremely young I think that yeah you're like oh that's not me <laughs> Yeah well uh, like, I, I, like I was 24 this year so like it's you're, you're not <laughs> ancient like yeah, come here you could be worse you could be me 30 I feel like I'm an old one at this stage now uh, so it's been unusual I think the younger girls kind of look up to us as if we're ancient but it's only a couple of years between us really but um, yeah I know it's great to have some young girls come in and they just bring back that kind of extra bit of competition that we need In your own performance you seem to be getting more comfortable and confident every game yeah, I was kind of. There's obviously had a few chances that I should have put away, um, but overall, with the conditions and stuff, as a, as a group, we probably are happy with the forms because all we were looking for today was the win against Kilkenny. It's been five weeks since we played Waterford, um, so again, just the win was the most important thing. They came out and got four points in the second half, but it, the hailstones came down then, and that seems to light you up. What was the story with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit unusual. Like, um, and you were playing again. I know there yeah. was a lot of you shielding your face from it. Yeah, it was bad, right? I was actually expecting the ref to call us in at one stage. I was like, we can't be playing this. But for some reason, yeah, it kind of spurred us on a bit and we got back into the game with that. So bring on the hailstone every week. <laughs> bring on the hailstones is right. I know, I don't want to talk about a negative thing about today, but there seems to be no linesmen in the game. And you know, that can be disheartening in such a big game like today. Yeah, to be honest, I actually didn't even realise that there was no linesmen. Um, I did hear I, one of the Kilkenny players giving out about it, all right. Um, but yeah, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. It's a, it's a National League game. Um, it's Cork versus is Kilkenny a big game and like in these games a small decision can make a big difference so there should be lines people that's not good enough thanks very much for having me and well done on the win thanks a million The Camogie Show proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance that was Cork's Amy O'Connor speaking to me yesterday after Cork's 217 to 9 points victory over Kilkenny I know it was great for Cork in the end but a bit of drama there was in Parky Ring yesterday with no um match officials on the line and it kind of was disappointing none of the teams were told beforehand and on such a look it's division one league it's something you don't want to see no that was really disappointing and on the day it happened as well you know international women's day and all that um but there's nothing more frustrating for a player when there aren't like neutral officials on the line it's the most annoying thing in the world because any team will say oh sure we'll get john there john come over here from the stand and john could be looking out over the other side of the ditch like he might have any interest he comes down and then he gives everything to the team team. he's from and you're like do you know where's the sense in it so yeah it's lousy um and it's just not good enough basically um so the same thing in lit there was there was no lines people and Poor own Elliot at one stage had to, you know, give a few stern words to the sideline because there was no, um, it wasn't enclosed either. There wasn't even a, a line of rope, you know, to keep the crowd back. So, look, it's tough for players and officials, but I guess you're kind of wondering, you know, with a lot of games on the weekend, are, are the officials there? You know, uh, Owen had four umpires with him. He was coming down um, from careful. Ulster. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's just probably a question, you know, are, are there enough officials out there you know is there enough to cater for for all the games that are going on 
every weekend. Yeah, well, I did contact the Camogie to see what was the story yesterday. I spoke someone said, um, unfortunately, at a number of the weekend's fixtures, there was lack of full complement of match officials. This was due to a severe shortage of match officials as a result of fixture congestion at club and inter-county level as well as other competitions, predominantly resulting from poor recent weather, etc. This scenario is far from ideal and is something that we're looking to rectify during the coming weeks. So that was a statement I was given from the Camogie Association. Yeah, it just looks bad though. I mean, there's a huge movement with even, you know, you're 20 by 20, but if you can't get the basics right and if you have just a young people looking at this and then you go home and you're giving out about it, it's just negativity, like, you know, that's spoken about the game and then where, you know, where... Negativity you breeds. It does. And then, you know, young people are picking up on it because I just remember my, like Harry was at a match and we were giving out about the referee on the way home and he was like, I'm not going to camogie matches anymore. You know, that kind of way. And it does, it, it seeps into them, especially young people. So I think, yeah, they just need to really get it right from the top down and that's just showing the best example, basically. Look, in fairness, at least they've come out with a statement today and addressed it and you'd hope going forward that there, there won't be a repeat of it happening again. No, yeah, I'm sure they will and I think if people are, you know, going to be given out about them, that's the last thing they want so maybe they will rectify it for future. In other games yesterday, you were here, Neve, at Littlewoods, Ireland, Camogie League, Division 1, Group 2, Limerick 1-10, Dublin 10 points. A good win for Limerick. Yeah, brilliant win. Um, I think both teams knew going into the game, you know, they both needed a result to, to avoid that relegation battle and uh, Limerick came, came good in the second half playing with the wind um, if anyone's played in LIT, they know that even on a fine day, there's there's all it's always breezy there. So th- there was a gale blown pretty much straight down the field that Dublin were playing within the first half. And I think key for Limerick was they they kept them goalless in the first half. You know, Laura O'Neill had a really solid game and goals. Um, dealt with Anthony that came her way and had really good puck outs in particular against the wind there in the first half. And Limerick went in seven points to three down and. Would have been really, really happy with that. You know, they they actually kind of opened Dublin up a bit as well themselves in the first half, but couldn't kind of string that that final pass um, together. But what really impressed me with Limerick in the first half was having leaked so many goals against Galway, the obvious thing, especially playing against the wind, would have been maybe, you know, to pack the defence or, or play with a sweeper, but they didn't go with a seventh defender. You know, they, they kind of dropped their half forward line out, dropped their corner forward line out. But, um, you know, they, they didn't go too defensive and still were able to get up the field and get a couple of scores. And look, the the difference in the end was the brilliant goal Karen O'Leary got. Um, I think scores were level at the time, you know, and I remember <laughs> seeing her take off and, you know, turned to who was watching the match with me and I was like, put it over, Karen, put it <laughs> over, you know, because I just felt that, if Limerick got got into the lead, you know, there'd be no looking back and in fairness then stitched it. So Karen, you know, left me eating my words, but um a brilliant goal and as I said, I think, you know, both teams scored seven points when they had the breeze and Limerick just tacked on that goal to go with it. So um good win for them. You know, um I think it was important to, to finish their league campaign on a positive mm. and um it's good for them now, good for morale going back training now and, you know, a few really good performances there from both sides I think you know if, if Dublin weren't dragged into a relegation battle now I think they'd actually have been relatively happy coming away from Limerick you know um, Ashling Maher was back from injury um, that's you know a good game into her legs you know before they play I think it's awfully um, Ashling Carlin in the forwards you know Cara, Do- Cara Dawson really lively players you know and Dublin as well as Limerick you know they, they look to do the right thing with the ball you know um 
there was no just belting it away you know they were they were trying to keep possession trying to do the right thing and look Limerick just got there in the end I think Roshan Ambrose in the first half against the wind you know had a, had a super game um, when Limerick really needed people you know carrying the ball and she's really athletic and has a great engine to get up and down the field and um, Quiva Costello was, was super the whole game and I think what I really liked um, about what Limerick management did was the day I saw them against Tipperary they kind of left Quiva inside even against the wind and there was no ball going into her whereas yesterday against the wind she was out half forward she was picking up ball you know laying off passes and then when they were with the gale put her inside and delivered quality ball into her and look yesterday you know we saw the, the talent that she is and hit five super scores from play you know and, and really led from the front so I think Limerick will be will be delighted now um, their next training session and as I said a, a big boost for morale yeah, and all around a lot of positives taken from the Limerick game, but unfortunately for Dublin, Aoife, they were having now facing an awful battle on their hands and losing all the games in the league. Yeah, and it, I suppose the relegation battle is something that you don't um, want to be in, especially this time of year. But look, I suppose they'll just put the league to bed now, who you know, and they'll be hoping to stay up, whatever, and see who they'll be playing in that. Um, but the big thing. For them, it's what you can learn from it, and what you you know take out of it. As Need mentioned, a good few players came mm. back, and they're happy, um, you know, to see see them back. I'm sure. Um, for Limerick, I'm sure that's one of the boxes ticked that they regained Division One status, especially for Paul Sexton. I mean, he's had a tough time of it, like so far. He's lost, um, you know, a few girls already. We saw Sarah Carey unable to commit for the rest of the season. I think he's at the door open for her, though. He'd be hoping that she might maybe in the summertime maybe rethink um, and come back but Sarah will be an awful loss um, to the girls so it's a pity um, but yeah that that was a really good win I was delighted to see them win yesterday um, and I think um, Neve should have give Judith a mention as well for her point I heard it was one of the best points of the day she <laughs> bombed up from cornerback she'd be very cross you didn't even mention her own sister <laughs> no I think, I think so. she got a nosebleed there once <laughs> yeah. so far but no look credit where credit is due Showing me how it's done. Yeah, um, the quarterback. Um, yeah, I always said Jude it was wasted quarterback because like she was always well able to score all the time, and then she's tucked away She'd in the be back. Delighted to hear you that. Now <laughs> yeah. might get a petition going to yeah. get her further <laughs> get, up the field. Get her out of cornerback, um, and I think Sophie O'Callan as well chipped in with a couple of scores, didn't she? Yeah. So, you know, young players like standing up, which was great. Um, from a Limerick point of view, and all the scores were from play as well, were they? Yeah, super madness. Um, what I was really <laughs> impressed with as well was the contrast from I wasn't at the Galway game but between the tip game and this game was you could actually really see things had been worked on you know they were, they were trying things they were doing the right thing and the attitude and the hunger that was there from Limerick was superb you know and it, it really was a brilliant win because you know that that was a really good Dublin team and um, I think in the summer you know aside from from the top two or three teams like the, the rest of those teams up senior you know, one day one team could win and the same two teams could play the following day and you could get a completely different result. You know, you see it even there with um, Clare and Waterford. You know, a lot of people would have backed Clare after their their great win against Kilkenny, but there's so little separates, you know, most of the teams and senior that, um, you know, it, it actually makes for a really exciting campaign. Yeah, no, an exciting campaign it was. I think just you touching on that there, that it's anybody's game, it, it proves it was a big, huge win of the weekend. I think everyone was delighted. Tipperary 1-8, Galway 10 points. Tip booking a final spot, first time in 11 years. Yeah, they'll be um, delighted. Um, I think Bill, you know, their manager has to be commended for, I suppose, what he's doing with the girls so far. Um, 
huge games again like from Cote d'Ivan I think Eve McGrath's defending I just saw it all over Twitter yesterday I didn't um, see the match or anything but they'll be delighted like I mean I grew up watching Tipperary Camogie and you know how how big good they were and um, you know they were heroes back then so for them to get back from you know to, since 11 years into a final is huge for them um, and Galway like I mean Galway were kind of just progressing along nicely you know they were coming right um, but I think just the defending from Tip in the second half they didn't score in the second half but their defending was supposed to have been huge um, so yeah they'll be you know really happy with that and they won't fear anyone either I think whoever they meet in the final you know so yeah huge confidence to them I mean they're after beating all Ireland champions yeah definitely and you know there, there are really only two national competitions that you can win. So to be in the final one for the first time in eleven years is, is massive for the county. And as Eva said, like there's, there's a strong history there with, with those teams. I'd say I've programs full of autographs at home, like <laughs> of those Tipperary teams, you know. But um, look, it's brilliant for Camogie, and I suppose the one positive, of there being no semi-finals this year is that a big shock like that, you know, actually, actually, you know, benefits. The, the underdog and that you know there's there's no way back for for Galway to get back into the final you know and and tip benefit from that going through to the final and look fair play to them they'd they'd two wins um scraped over the line against Limerick and then you know had a tough battle against Dublin so it was probably unexpected but um fair play to them and I think the most impressive thing was that the game was on in Ballinasloe you know we we've said how playing in the rag yeah. is is a really tough place to go but. Um, so for Tip to, to go away to Galway and and win away in what essentially was a league semi-final um, is brilliant for the competition and, and brilliant for Tipperary. But look again, I think Galway will have no more than any other county. They'll want to win every competition they're in, but can't imagine Cahill Murray being too worried, mm. you know, about relinquishing that title. You know, it'll just be folks and now they won't have any um, Connacht Championship to come. So... They'll have a long break now, you know, before competitive action again. But look, their their eyes will be on retaining um, the O'Duffy and, and getting back to Crow Park in September. I'm sure it was a shock for them, but like, you're not writing off Galway either, Aoife. Definitely not. They're bringing back in like the Sarsfield girls are supposed to be missing for a while. You know, they're just back from club action after winning the Club All-Ireland last week. So it'll give them a chance to all blend together. Um, And I mean, we've spo- or I've spoken before about like the intermediate team maybe or the you know the county second team playing with the senior team I think they're doing that in tip this year so they could be buried the fruits of that and maybe looking at the model that has worked in the likes of Galway you know Galway playing in two All-Ireland finals in one day so maybe you know they're looking at that saying that you know it gives you more competitive matches at training you know you can't beat that whereas if you're relying on you know your sole senior team and you only have you know, you might only have 15 players of training some nights. It's very hard to do a really good session, an intense session and everything like that. So, yeah, I think... I think it, will, you know. it could end up benefiting Galway in the long run, you know, as in they're going to learn a lot more from that. Um, I'm sure they'll be of the opinion, look, it's better they get that result now in March than to get caught in a potential All-Ireland quarter-final yeah. or semi-final down the line. I know um, when we shocked Cork in the Munster final a couple of years where they went down and won the All-Ireland you know so you know teams are good. teams learn a lot more from losing than they do winning and there's going to be so much battling for places there as Aoife was saying with the Sarsfields girls coming back like even already in the league you'd you'd start players on the bench like so mm. add in a couple of more Sarsfields girls there like and you know I'd, I'd love to, to witness their their in-house games 
what about the wait? I mean, I think it's over 70 days. It's nearly two and a half months, is it, that they've a wait now of playing games compared yeah, to the matches? like, who is it even? Um, Limerickshire won't be out again to the Munster Championship and that's going to take, you know, a few months to come around again. And sure, even look, we don't even know what's going to happen with games with, you know, other issues that are outside of sports control in terms of what's out there in the health space at the moment. But um, the, the thing is... It's just to get matches their own training games and and have you know intense intensity of training, um because maybe you know for Galway they're not used to this path so they have to adjust to that and take it but I'm sure as Neve said it won't bother them too much. Yeah, we've only two games this weekend. I think it's on Saturday, Saturday the fourteenth. Am I right? Waterford and Kilkenny and Offaly and Cork. So we'll have we'll be treated to those two games. But I know we were chatting about fixtures earlier on, Aoife, You know the ladies' football, and I suppose they had a motion defeated recently, which may affect Camogie in one way. Yeah, it was really disappointing to see it. So the ladies' football had their congress at the weekend, and um, the motion was I'll just read it out here because I have it on my phone. So the Ladies' Gaelic Football Association recognises and supports the concept of a dual player as defined and will encourage all of its units to support and facilitate its playing members of all ages who wish to do so to play both ladies' Gaelic football and camogie. Now, we see it every summer, like, so that was motion was defeated, but like, we see it every summer, there's drama, especially in the counties with, you know, a lot of dual players, maybe like your Tipperary in your corks where the girls have to go from one pitch to the other and they could be a couple of hours away and like it's madness and there's no joined up thinking there at all but I just think it was a real OG by the Ladies Football Association at the weekend because Twitter like people who wouldn't even have an opinion on ladies football they were all saying what's going on here here like that they you know they don't want to work with the Camogie Association and they want to stay in their own bubble but like they have to realise that these events keep happening every summer so they need a, a plan in place like so for the likes of you know you'd have your Breach Corkery or your Rena Buckley's I mean you want you, you want, want the, the likes of them yeah, out there like look at the, the staggering statistic from it is that the WGPA had polled their players and wasn't it 97% yeah. you know were for the motion and that's you know an extremely high amount you know that's in no way borderline or anything so you'd be thinking you know listen, listen. to your players and be giving them every opportunity because for a girl to be playing ladies football and camogie, both of them at any level, you know, and is, is an achievement. But to be doing it at inter-county level, when we see how much commitment is put in nowadays, they should be commended and absolutely everything should be done. You know, be it um, fixtures or whatever, but, you know, you often read that it can't be changed because of television commitments or whatever. I'd be of the opinion that the player comes first. And if it means that the game loses the television slot in order for that player to be able to play even on separate days, a Saturday and a Sunday, then that's what should happen. You know, because the players are the organisation, really. You know, and if if there's players out there able to do both, everything should be done to, to help them do so that gets lost a lot like I think the players get forgotten about it especially in the administration of it that it's all about the administration and sometimes I think administrators feel that the players are kind of more of a side issue and sometimes they can be treated as an inconvenience even like from from judging things like this so um, yeah like I think without them they wouldn't have it they wouldn't have it so I think you know the WGPA might have to look at it and say look you know what are we going to do you know because that's what they're there for too in a way that they're a forum for the players so um, yeah we'll watch the space I'd say and see of course we will watch that space coming up and see what's going to happen there with the league fixtures also yesterday we had the live stream all thanks to the Camogie Association and after the 
Kilkenny Cork game. I caught up with Elaine Aylward, former Kilkenny Camogie player, and Killian Whelan joined me and he got chatting to Paddy Murray. So let's take a listen to what these guys had to say after the game yesterday. Full time here in Parky Rink this evening for the Littlewoods Ireland Camogie League and it is Cork 217, Kilkenny 9 points. We're joined by Elaine Aylward. Elaine, I think a tough day for Kilkenny but they did come out fighting in the second half. Yeah, they started the second half I suppose superbly considering the first half they'd put in but the hail share and 15 minutes in the second half seemed to spur Cork back into life again and they scored one, three or four maybe without replying that time and just put the game beyond Kilkenny again at that stage. Unfortunately in the first half, what, where do you think they fell down on? They were finding it really hard, I suppose, to get to grips with Orla Cronin at centre forward. She was coming deep, she was winning loads of ball and bringing Amy O'Connor into the, the interplay between herself and Amy O'Connor at stages in that first half. They were just tearing at the Kilkenny backline and, you know, they did really well in fairness to hold out. It looked like there was a goal on a couple of times and a couple of last-ditch efforts by Colette Dormer at full-back. They saved them, but it looked like the goal was coming and it did eventually come. And did that goal, unfortunately, finish them? Yeah, it did. You know, goals win games, especially this time of the year. The the ground is tough going out there and we saw the hail and the rain that fell and starts that second half. So a goal is a massive score in a game at any time of the year, but especially this time of the year in Lee Carlin. As a player, what's it like playing with such heavy hailstones? I'm sure you've witnessed it yourself in that those days. Yeah, my niece and nephew were in the crowd there and they were like, oh God, it must be very cold. And I said, you know what, sometimes when you're out there, you don't. Even, I'm sure the Cork players probably didn't even notice it. Kilkenny players probably did because it was only adding to the misery of the day. But, you know, sometimes when you're in the zone, you can't do anything about it and you're just focused on the ball and stuff. So, you know, that plays very little effort. Paddy Moore will be very happy with that performance. A lot of positives for Cork. Yeah, a lot of positives. Good score and I thought Orla Cronin and Amy O'Connor worked really really well together and he's getting to blood new players and that's all it counts you know it's it's nice to be able to blood players into an established setup so when you have the likes of Laura Tracy at full back and you have Ashton Thompson midfield, Chloe Sigerson, Hannah Looney played really well as the spare player. It's easy to blood those new players in with that experience setup. I think that's where Kilkenny are struggling a little bit at the moment of that starting 15 today. I suppose eight of them maybe in last year's All-Ireland final started. It's hard to blood seven or eight new players in a league. You know, it's hard on the girl that's coming in because she's trying to make her name in a team that's not really established. And it's hard on the established girls that are there because they're trying to bring new players into it. But when you have six or seven new players, it's hard. Like, it's hard to step, make that step up altogether. You were mentioning there that, you know, Colette Armour probably just a standout for Kilkenny uh, trying to dictate that defence and on, on occasion, you know, they looked a little bit porous. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's a worrying time when your fullback is your best player of the game. You know, it means the ball has been down there an awful lot. She's got on a lot of ball. Look, used all her experience. They played really, really well. But often at times she had to run the ball 40, 50 metres out of that defence because there just wasn't an option for her. Whereas on the other hand, when Cork were breaking out, they were breaking in threes and fours and the overlap was always on the hand pass or the little pop pass with the hurl and they were going on the attack straight away. Kilkenny just didn't have that day and it probably showed that you had six or seven new inexperienced players there and that shows. Okay, Elaine, which are, we might get you to stay with us here. We're going to call in Paddy uh, Murray uh, for the moment uh, on that. Uh, congratulations, uh, Paddy. Uh, despite conditions and everything, uh, you know, 2.17 is a fine tally. Yeah, we'd be happy with that. Uh, I suppose, look, it is early days yet. Uh, we're trying out a lot of younger girls this year, so it's just a case of seeing how they, uh, how they develop along and up to now we're happy, to be honest. You got the opportunity to get those girls out there as well and a few coming in off the bench. Yeah, look, uh, we could be down a number this year. Uh, so I suppose the key is we normally go into the league trying to find two players, but we might have to find a few more uh, this year. And uh, I think they're there just to guess leave them develop along. Yeah? Uh, looking at things though, as well, you must be very happy with some of your leaders out there. I think, the, you know, the central spine dictated an awful lot of that game. Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, look, that's what they're there for, really. Um, a lot of them have five or six years put down, so you'd be expecting them now to move on, uh, particularly when the, the we'll say the so-called leaders are not with us at the moment, you know. 
looking at half time, you had a you know a seven point lead. You were probably coming out. Kilkenny hit you then hard, probably for the first ten minutes. And you know, I just think of one particular move though that some of those senior players stood up, worked it, and you know, you had someone then coming off the bench, obviously like uh, uh, like. I should say, I'm just looking at my notes, Kleena Healy came in, got a goal and a point, you know, just at the time when maybe Kilkenny might have been just getting a little bit of a foot in the game. Yeah, I suppose, look, we made a couple of changes at that time. We just felt that a couple of girls were starting to tire. Uh, you know, we, we've had fought one game in five weeks, so, you know, our fitness level probably isn't where it should be. Kleena uh, did very well against Watford and was probably sick during the week, and that's the reason she didn't start. But uh, she's, again, a very young, good player. Uh, would box the potential, so you'd be hoping that she'd be pushing on this year, you know. But finally, Paddy, looking at that, though, you mentioned there about maybe your fitness is not up uh, to the grade. You were running off the shoulder there on occasion. Some of the camogie you played was a fine example of it. Yeah, it is, but uh, you know, um, look at uh, I suppose you've got to judge yourself on Galway, and uh, you know, Galway are much uh, farther ahead than we are, so you know, we we are under pressure, we have to uh, play well, really, to have any chance against the likes of them. Yeah, Paddy Murray, thanks, thanks indeed for joining us, Paddy. Uh, here, uh, being very open and honest and coming up to yeah. us here, he's a praise, I love it. Probably downplaying their fitness a little bit, Elaine, because I think out there, I was just saying it to uh, Valerie on commentary, they were on the top of the ground sometimes. You mentioned their fitness not being up the yeah. 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 I mean, you think it wouldn't be like Paddy to be playing down the himself <laughs> and playing up the opposition. Um, no, look, I think, he, as you said, he is underplaying, and I mean, they were miles fitter than Kilkenny there. So they certainly looked at it. I know sometimes when you're ahead, it's easy to look like that, but as we said before, the runs that were coming out of the defence. They weren't coming in ones, they were coming in twos, threes and fours. They looked very fit. I thought Orla Cronin is as fit as I've ever seen her looking and she worked so well, as I said, with Amy O'Connor, both of the speed at the two of those. And in saying that, I was just saying to Valerie off air, if you were to take the two of those out of the Cork attack, which in a sense, Kilkenny kind of had today, you know, you've no Anne Dalton, no Kate Perr, no Michelle Quilty, obviously big players to, to try and replace on any team. So, you know, if you were to take those two off the Cork team today, yes, yeah, certainly there would be a few worries. But look, they have lost a couple of players as well and are still showing no signs of it so far. Before we finish up, have you a player of the match for us today? Um, yeah, for me, I thought Orla Cronin really stood up up front. Um, you know, big ass this year to step up to the freeze when Orla Cotter has gone off the panel and she struck them very well today. A couple of long distance ones, even there outside the 45, finishing up. I thought she struck them really well. But just her general play, she came deep when she needed to one ball out of the air. She was just a thorn inside the Kilkenny defence all day. But just on things as well, we might have been a little bit harsh at half time on Kilkenny. You know, I have to say they come out probably showing some of the guts and guile to fight back into this game that little bit. If Brian Dowling is on the, the bus heading back up home, you know, is he getting any positives out of this game ultimately today? Yeah, look, I think he will take positives. There was a number of younger players and newer players that came in there and they never gave up. Like, they, you know, they dive their boots on it there and that's all you can ask. I mean, you can't ask them to magic up 217 on a scoreboard if it's just not there, but you don't want them giving up and in fairness to them, they didn't until the very end. The one worry I suppose you would have going forward now is that that's their league kind of finish. They have no competitive action now yeah. until the first round of the championship. You're looking at probably the end of May, start of June. It's a long time to, to try and stay competitive and, you know, after a poor performance in the league to try and build that morale back up again. So he'll be looking to get those your players back into the panel as quick as he can and drive things on. That is it from us this week on the Camogie Show. We're going to be back Monday from six o'clock. Thank you so much for listening. The Camogie Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.